Hi, this is Pastor Ricky Temple. Glad to have you with us on demand. One of my favorite mediums. I love it. I think it's great. You can dial into the Word of God when you please and get the message right when you need it and right when you want it. Today we talk about managing a load. You're dreaming a dream, but you've got a load you're trying to carry. How do you balance that out? Mama, you know about that. Daddy, you know about that. Businessman, you know about that. It's going to be an interesting study today that will help you manage your loads while you're dreaming of a future. So enjoy today's message. I'll be right back at the end of it to share a brief prayer with you. Stay with us. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. Glad you're with us today. We have a great study today as we talk about loads. You know what a load is? It's something that weighs you down. And sometimes you have a load you can't manage. What is your load? Is it your children, your husband, your wife, (laughs) your job, your boss? What are you trying to manage? What are you trying to hold on to that's difficult? Well, I want to show you something in Scripture today that will help you understand the two types of loads you carry. And then I want to take you to one of my favorite places in the Bible, Matthew chapter 25, and show you something that will be great. But first, let's talk about these loads. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. The first load is mentioned in verse 2. Bear one another's burdens, it says, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Verse 4. But let each one examine his own work. Then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Two big important words I want you to notice. In verse 2, the word burdens there is the word that describes a, a load that's too heavy. In the Greek, it's the idea that this is a, it's like trying to carry a truck around. That it's a burden. It, you need a lot of people. And that's why he says, bear one another's burdens. The Greek word implies, again, a load is too heavy. Then if you get down to verse 4, where it says that you are to carry your own load, that word load really means like knapsack. It's like something that you can put on your back and carry. So there's two messages here. There are some things that you can carry, and there are some things you can't carry. There are some things that are heavy, too heavy for you to manage. And I do get that in my life. Uh, This job is too much for me to carry by myself. Too many responsibilities, too many sides, too many blind spots, too many things to do. I can't shoot the camera, take, take, uh, take a picture of myself, and also I, I can't do everything. I need people to, to operate the cameras. I need people to shoot, take the pictures. I can't be on both sides of, of the lens. And in life, there are times when you can't do it all. Mom, you can't do everything. Dad, you can't do everything. And sometimes when you try, you feel, over, you feel overwhelmed. That's how you know because you're overwhelmed. You're trying to do it all by yourself. Think it all through. Make up all the plans. Lay out all the schedules. I see a lot of pastors do that. They're trying to do everything, and that's why they burn out. The second kind of load, though, is something you're supposed to be able to carry. And we'll talk more about this later on. But there are things that you should carry. They're, they're sizable. And there are things that fit your, your life. There is a powerful scripture uh, that I think brings a lot of this into, into the forefront. When you look at what he says in verse 4 again, each one shall examine his own work. And I want you to look, look at the possessive nature of that, your own work. You look at your own work, and then you rejoice in that work, and you rejoice in yourself. This is my job, alone, and, and, and not anyone else's responsibility. Not another's responsibility. It's all mine. And then he goes on to say, I am to bury that, bear that load, carry that load alone. So how, how good are you at that? How good are you at admitting that there are things in your life that you should carry? And how, how responsible are you? So let me give you two what I call two load checking questions, okay? Number one, what load shouldn't you be forced to carry alone? Maybe you should write that out. 
I shouldn't be forced to carry, I don't know, the burden of the whole company, hiring all the staff. I shouldn't be made to carry, clean up the entire house, everybody's room, everybody, wash everybody's clothing, cook everybody's food. That should be a load, you might say, is too heavy for you to carry by yourself. Uh, and, this, and when you say that, you, it's smart. Here's what James said in chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults and pray for one another that you may be healed. There's something about saying, hey, listen, um, I can't carry all of my issues alone. I can't carry all of my challenges alone, my weaknesses, my, the things that offend me. I can't do them all alone. As a matter of fact, Galatians 6 and 1 says, if a brother's overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore them. So there are some things that I shouldn't carry alone, things that are too heavy for me, maybe my own flaws, weaknesses, issues, whatever struggles I have, there are, those are things I should be able to share with somebody else. But then, please be clear, there's another side to this. There are things that I should be forced to carry. So Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 says, if a brother's overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, if a brother's overtaken in a trap or a fault or he's, he's put into some kind of bondage, Spiritual people should try to restore that person. They shouldn't have to carry all of that alone. Now, that's important to understand. I should be able to say, this is too much, and people should be there to help me. God wants to and should um, be allowed to bring people in your life to help you carry your weaknesses. And you know how you know? Again, because you're failing at it. I'm not doing good at this. This is not going well. I am trapped. I love the way that the, the word is used in chapter 6, verse 1. If a brother is overtaken, the word is trapped in the Greek. And if a person commits a trespass, the word means fault. So all my faults, all my weaknesses, things that are too heavy for me, I should share with other people. But flip that around, there are things that I should carry. And to prove that, you look at First, Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 8. Listen to what it says here. Do you not know if anyone eats uh, anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor, he, we work night and day, Paul said, that we might not be a burden to any of you. Let me read it again. Nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor, we work night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because of, it was not because we do not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example, to give you in ourselves an example. We wanted you to look at us and see how we did it. He said, for even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Now, please note two things here. One, Paul says in Galatians 6, we should have people in our life that help us carry things that we can't carry. But then secondly, he said we should have the maturity to carry things that we are strong enough to carry. They're, they're, they're things that should fit on our, on, our, on our backs. They're like knapsacks. And he gives an example in 2 Thessalonians that things like, for example, your care for yourself should be your responsibility, not somebody else's. Feeding, housing, and clothing you, taking care of you should not be somebody else's responsibility. Now, you got to be really careful here that you don't get this wrong because some of you housewives are saying, what are you trying to say if I don't have a job? No, I think you're part of the fight. You don't have to necessarily have a nine-to-five job, but you should, you should do what you can do for yourself. You should be a part of the team. He's saying no one should carry a load for you that you should carry for yourself. There's something about understanding the power of this balance because what happens sometimes is people get this idea that somebody else should do this for me. Somebody else should carry this weight for me. But I don't know that that's true. 
I think that sometimes what happens in relationships, what happens in ministry, businesses, churches, wherever, people feel overloaded because they're not supposed to be carrying all that anyway. That's something that should be shared by the group. There should be a broader range of people involved in this weight-carrying process. It shouldn't be that one person's washing all the clothes, cleaning all the house, cooking all the meals, doing, paying all the bills, ripping and running, picking up everybody. The reason you feel worn out is because you're doing everything. And if you're doing everything, you feel like you're doing everything. And so be clear, you need to dream another dream. Dream a dream that says, okay, I want to manage my life differently. I don't want to have the same feeling, the same vibe that I've had all my life. I want to dream a new dream, and I want this dream to show me how to manage a heavy load. And here's how you do it. You divide it up. I care for the things that I can care for, and I don't put that on anybody else. There's a part of this load that I own. I may not have a nine-to-five job. I may be a housewife. I may be a college student at home. I may be a high school student at home. But whatever part of the load that I can carry I'm going to carry it because that's my responsibility. There's a burden that I need to have. There's a part of this life that I need to manage. And I think that's what makes things better. And so what load should you be able to carry? Stuff that you can carry. Stuff that fits in your life. So think about it for a minute. What, are you, what is somebody doing for you that you can do for yourself? I want you to dream again of taking over your life and doing for yourself the part that you can do, not the part you can't do. If you're physically disabled and there's a part you can't do, then don't do that part. Let somebody help you with that. But if there's a part of your life that you can manage on your own, I want you to dream of taking charge of that part of your life and, and, and making sure you have it. Now, Matthew chapter 25 takes us on a journey. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories of all time. In Matthew 25, there's a story about these virgins, right? And these, uh, there are 10 virgins, and they're all on their way to a wedding. And on the way to the wedding, uh, they're told to uh, get oil, be prepared, because they had this whole Jewish thing they did where they would start off at the bride's house, and then they would kind of march, you know, they, they'd come pick her up. And, and uh, it was an amazing moment. It's an amazing moment. And, uh, but everybody had to have lamps, and everybody had to have oil in those lamps. And so it would be nighttime, and so the, the guys would come and say, the bridegroom comes, and then they would, you know, get, get the bride ready, and they would all, bridegrooms, bridesmaids, rather, would go out. And there was 10 of them, and five of them took oil, and five did not in Matthew 25. It's a great story. What's amazing is five of them chose to not prepare. They chose to not come with enough oil. Five of them chose to come with oil. Now, this story has always impressed me because it's a story about personal responsibility. Why would five people who knew they were part of the bridesmaid party not bring enough oil? Why, why did they think it was somebody else's responsibility to prepare for them? Why would they think somebody else should carry their load? So let me ask you a question. You're living in a house and you feel it's somebody else's responsibility to do what for you. You feel it's somebody else's responsibility to make everything you need available to you. Why do you think that way? There's something about these five foolish virgins in Matthew 25 that has always puzzled me. 
the, the question was, who taught you to think this way? Who made you believe it's okay? Who made you think that it, it's, it's not your job? You know, I, I live um, with a wonderful lady, Diane. I've been married to her for 39, be 40 years this year. And I'm telling you what's amazing is how much easier it is when I carry my load and she carries her load. And there are times I can't carry the load alone and she joins in with me and helps me carry it. And there are times when she can't and I help her carry it. And there's, there's something about that partnership, but there's also something about her not having to carry my load. There are things that I do that she doesn't have to do at all for me because that's my load. That's my responsibility. Why do you believe it's not your responsibility? What is it about your life and your processing that makes you think it's not, it doesn't matter? Well, let me say something. It does matter. It matters. It matters. It matters. It affects the house. It affects the family. It affects the culture. It affects everything. Because in your world, people are overloaded because they're caring for things that you should care for. Let every man carry his own burden, Galatians says. And these, these ladies decided not to. Now, I want, you, I want to read you the story, Matthew 25. Look at verse, um, verse 1. It said, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto two ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, made no preparations. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and they all slept. Everybody just kind of weighed out. Then verse 6 says, At midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all these vir- those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Give us some of your oil. Help us carry our load. Then he said this, For our lamps are going out. But the wise answered and said something that was really painful. No, no. And here's why. At least there should, should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell. Now, I want to say something to you for a minute. This is really hard to hear, but it's true. Do you know why some people stop being your friend? You're, you're, too, you're too heavy a load. They, they, they can't carry you and them. They can't pay your bills and their bills. They can't. Now, there's a moment in life when that's okay. I mean, I really believe this. There's a moment in life when you step up and you help each other. There's a moment in life when things are hard and you help each other. And you bear, you bear together. You got a dollar, I got a dollar. You got a dime, I got a dime. You fight together. But whatever part of the load you can carry, you carry. You, you do that. These foolish virgins didn't want to carry any of it. They said they wanted to put it all on the, on the other virgins. And they said, and they were wise enough to say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not letting you drown me too. We're going to all miss the wedding if I fool around with you. There'll be no wedding. We would have, we would have, if we allow you to do nothing and feel no sense of responsibility. And the tragedy is, in some worlds, <laughs> that's what happens. Lord have mercy. And the, and the outcome is, is always tragic. The, the outcome and the fallout of this is something that you just go, golly, you hate to see it. Look what he says. That's an old word, golly, if you haven't heard it. Matthew 25, verse 10. I'm going to date myself here in a minute using that word. Matthew 25, 10 says this. And while they went to buy, while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Pause for a second. You don't have forever to go buy. There are certain things you should do at certain seasons. They should have 
bought a long time ago. So now the wedding started and they're going to buy. And, oh boy, starting late can be a bad decision. You miss things. Watch this. While they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready, those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Something about being ready, people. There's something about being ready. Here we are in a digital age, right? All of a sudden, we're really digital now. The world is really digital. Are you ready? Were you ready? Why weren't you ready? Pause for a second. Why weren't you ready? What is it that didn't make you ready? And, and that's what you need to pause and think about. I was not ready. Why? Why was I not ready? Why were we not ready? Will we be ready in five years? Or what's the next wave that's coming? Am, am I a ready person or am I a person who's always behind, always late, always starting, always starting late? I'm a late adapter. You know, there's early adapters, mid-adapters, late adapters, right? Are you a late adapter? You, late, you, 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 you're, you still don't have email? It's like, really? Really? You don't even try? You don't want anything to do with technology? Really? These five virgins said, foolish virgins says, we're not doing it. We're not adapting. We're not changing. We're going to be who we are. Forget it. Deal with it, people. This is who we are. And so they, they would not switch. And so if you're the kind of person who won't switch, you won't adjust, you won't do anything. And so all of a sudden, they missed the boat. And here are two powerful consequences of being a person who won't carry your load or responsibility. Number one, some doors will shut on you forever. Some doors will close, and they will never reopen. You haven't faced the fact that things have changed. You haven't faced the fact that things have moved to another place. You won't adopt, and if you won't adopt or adapt, there's a word, you won't adapt, then, my friend, you can lose opportunity. And the second thing that can happen is you can lose some relationships. This is a strange exchange in verse 11 of chapter 25 that's just really powerful. Afterward, the virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. So they went to, and they got oil, right? And they came and knocked on the door and said, hey, can you let us in now, please? Can you let us in now, please? Now, can you let us in? You ever seen people do that? They come late, right? Let me understand this, okay. So you beat her down, you slapped her around, you pulled the gun on her, you told her you're going to kill her, and now you come and say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry now. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you shouldn't be forgiven. I'm not saying there's not mercy and grace for you. But I want you to understand the power. Say it another way, Reverend. Follow me. The danger, I want to say it that way, the danger of waiting too late, too long. They come and they say, hey, um, we're here now. We've got oil now. Hey, hey, you know, I'm not cheating anymore. I got no more, no more women, no more guys. I'm, I'm with you only now. I mean, so you've come and you really mean it. You know, hey, I'm ready to pastor now, okay? I'm ready to, you know, I see now that they've closed the churches. I see I need to be responsible, okay? Hey, sometimes, sometimes, if you wait too long, and this story, here's what he says. It's amazing. Lord, Lord, open to us, verse 12, but he answered and said, I, I don't know you. I don't know you. What? Wow. What does that mean? I, what he said, I don't know you. I mean, there's no relationship. This is, now, now be clear when you hear this. I believe in redemption. 
I believe that God can redeem people from all kinds of circumstances. I've seen people mess up and God restore their marriage, their life, their business. I've seen that. But I have also seen people not get it back. I've seen people lose friends forever. I've seen people lose, lose their freedom forever, Lock, get locked away for foolish stuff forever. There's a moment when if you won't carry your load and you assume it's going to always be an opportunity for you to carry it and that people are going to always pay your way and people are going to always jump in and save you, you, you feel that way. At some point, you burn all the bridges. People start saying, I can't, you know, I can't call them because it's going to be help, help me give me money. It's going to always be something. And, and, and so if that's what's going to happen to you, at some point, you burn bridges. I pray not. Because people look at you and go, I don't even know who that person is. I mean, who who are you? Who are you guys? Who are you ladies? You understand? You you knew that you knew about the, the the wedding, right? You were told you were part of the bridesmaids. You were given the opportunity to be a part of it. You had time to go buy uh, oil. You chose not to. You said no, and now all of a sudden you come here. Okay, you are forty five years old, and you now want me to be your dad, and you ignored me all of your life. Pause. Flip it. Okay. You now ignored me all of your life, Dad. Now you want me to be your daughter, okay? So you come now, and I'm saying, who are you? And so now you're mad. Pause. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. There's a moment when you have to say, did I do that? Remember Urkel, right? Did I do that? Was I the person who refused to carry my load? I didn't send you a dime all your childhood. Not a dime. Not a nickel. Yeah. You didn't carry your load. And that's maybe something you're sorry for. At least say it. At least admit it. Some of the issues we face in this country right now, it's because politicians didn't carry their load. Yeah. Some of the things we face right now, it's because of people who had the power and the authority they didn't do things. I don't, you, can, you can put that wherever you want to. I'm not trying to pick anybody to, to tag it with. I'm just saying... Responsibility is responsibility. Load is load. What is your load that you should carry? I want you to dream about carrying your load, your, your responsibility. This right here is my load. This is my responsibility to do my best with this. What are you doing with yours? What are you doing with the load that you are supposed to carry in your family, in your house, with your children? Okay, so you got married again. And you have a whole new set of kids, and you forgot load number one, the kids you had first. You don't even call, check, or dial their number. Tell me how that's fair. Tell me how, how is that right for you to have zero interest in that? Oh, okay, you like the virgin story because you want to read, you know, about the virgins and the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. But the question is, which one are you? Have you, have you walked away from a burden it is a burden, dear God. It is a heavy load, but it is your knapsack that fits on your back because those are your children. Well, I don't have anything to give them. I don't have it. Okay, I get that. I understand that. But it's still your load. It's still your load. It's still your load. I, um, I like the story for a lot of reasons because this story makes me think. It makes me ask myself a question. Ricky, are you wise? Are you foolish? Here's the message. If you ignore what is your responsibility, you're being foolish. That is not wise. 
And I have to look in the mirror and say, there are times I don't think I fully embraced my load. I, I thought it was somebody else's job. And uh, it was my job. You are the student in school. That's your homework. You are the person. That's your house. It's your lawn, your grass, your life, your body. This is my body. I live in this. It's my responsibility to take care of this thing best I can. You know, there comes a moment when you have to face this. And you have to realize that I need to take advantage of the opportunity in front of me. And next week, I'm going to talk about that. Dreaming with confidence in a season of opportunity. You know what I believe? When you hear messages like this, God gives you an opportunity. Some of you are in one right now. And learning how to manage that, learning how to manage opportunity, learning how to take advantage of opportunity. The parable of the talents is in Matthew 25. We'll take the next step. uh, and, And we'll talk about how some people take opportunity and they do wonderful things with it and some don't. I want to show you how to manage opportunity, but that's all next week. Let me pray for you and let me challenge you today to consider your life, no one else's. Your load, no one else's load, just you. And and reevaluate for a moment your life and say, let me dream of changing the way I do this. Let me get up tomorrow morning, carry my load. Let me pick up the trash and carry my load. Let me take the kids and carry my load. Let me call my kids that I have not called in a long time and carry the load. And let me admit when I have not carried the load. And sometimes that's all you can do. All you can say is, you know, there's some things I should have done with you that I didn't do. And I want to say I'm sorry. And now I want to carry the load I can carry. And so let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those today who heard this message and in some way it touched them. There's a part of this that spoke to them about carrying their own load and how they can dream forward. But in order to get to the place they want to be, they must dream again with a commitment to carrying their load, their responsibility. We want you to bless us. We want you to guide us. But we can't be afraid to do that. And so we embrace you today and we thank you today for this opportunity. And I pray, God, that your spirit would touch people today who've never given their lives to Jesus. There are people never ever made that commitment to Christ but this is the moment that they need to allow God to come in their life and bring a brand new fresh insight into their life and I want to say this to you though some of you that are watching for many of you you've heard me preach today and you might forget something that's really important Jesus carried the load for you he died on the cross to set you free and I want you to consider uh, letting us pray with you about your walk with Jesus and getting your life going in the right direction there's some information on the screen here that I want you to reach out and use and it's some information to help you get connected to starting your life over again. It's, it's a new beginning opportunity we want to offer to you. And so we want to send something to you to help you start your life with Jesus. So you make sure you use this information. And, and I want to connect with you and help you start your life. So, Father, let those who've heard today this message think about the load you carried for them. And may they give their lives to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, you heard one of my favorite sermons today. I love Matthew chapter 25 because it takes us on a journey that helps us. I love the way Galatians started off with us and took us down a road to say, these are your responsibilities in life. These are the things that you should carry and things you shouldn't carry. It's really helpful when you understand where you should fit in life and what your job is. And I want to pray for you today. Some of you have not been wise. You did not carry enough oil. Some of you were wise and you did carry enough. Sometimes facing your responsibilities and facing yourself can be a challenge. I've had to do that many times. I do it all the time. Ricky Temple, did you take enough oil? Ricky Temple, did you prepare? Ricky Temple, and I ask myself those questions, and I'm honest. Be honest today. If you've not really been honest with yourself, the load is heavy because you didn't carry enough oil. No one did this to you. You did it to yourself. So back up the train. You missed this wedding, but you don't have to miss the next wedding. You know, these five foolish virgins learned a great lesson. They learned that you can miss an opportunity. You can have something closed right in front of you. You can lose a job because you did not prepare. But now you've learned. So let's pray. Father, We've learned a lot from our mistakes, and I pray that we would learn how to carry the right loads, how to be responsible people. We've learned from all the things we've done right and wrong, so I pray that you'd bless them today to take this message to heart and let it not be one that makes them feel guilty, but informed, and may they learn to rise to a new place. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, it's been a joy to be with you today. I pray that you were blessed by this message. Link it and send it to a friend. If you thought this was helpful to you in some way and you know somebody that needs it, be a wonderful friend and send it to them and say, hey, this is free. And I thank you for your thoughts. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at pastor at overcomingbyfaith.org. That's pastor at overcomingbyfaith.org. And say, I heard the sermon on Matthew 25 and I have a question or a thought. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time right here. Have a great day. Bye-bye.